Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros and I'm your host today. Uh, First of all, like I always say, thanks so much for joining me today and finding some time to carve out of your busy day to spend with me because remember, commodity, uh, I'm sorry, time is that one commodity that you just can't get back. So when someone finds time to spend with you, be sure to be grateful. So today we're going to be talking about women in business. Recently read an article that went like this. One of the emerging trends in the business world is the increasing number of women going into franchise ownership. According to the various sources, women-owned franchise businesses have grown significantly in the past decade, reaching over 35% of the total franchise outlets. Now, I would have to say that that number is probably higher because they're not taking into consideration uh, the women partnerships, husband and wife teams, um, women going into uh, having other partners in this business. This number, the 35%, is strictly women-owned businesses. Uh, And that's what we're going to be talking about today with Angela Thompson. Angela is a wife, a coffee lover, and a business owner who lives in Magnolia, Texas, with her husband and her daughter. She is a former franchisee, a licensed professional counselor, and a certified franchise consultant. She has a passion for empowering people to achieve their dream of owning their business. And you know that that is one place that Angela and I certainly bonded because I have that same passion. Angela, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Linda. What an honor. Absolutely. You know, and we are seeing, Angela, you work with folks that are looking for another choice, another option, Mm -hmm. and you probably are working with women. Before we get started in talking a little bit about how you work with women or work with your clients, tell me how you got started and what was it about that franchise business model that drew you to it? Absolutely. So my start in franchising is quite a journey. Are you ready to go on that with me? <laughs> I'm sitting down, Angela. Here we go. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, so my, my entrepreneurial journey started um, early on, early years. I had a lemonade stand in front of my, uh, my mother and my stepfather owned a, a small mechanic shop very briefly in my hometown here. And um, I, I got out there on the side of the road with this uh, lopsided table that barely stood up and a pitcher of lemonade <laughs> and some styrofoam cups that I stole from the coffee <laughs> station right there in the, in the shop. And 
You know, I sat out there and, and people drove by and they're honking and they're waving, but nobody was buying lemonade. I'm like, what is going on here, you know? But the uh-huh. people that did stop, right, they didn't give me a quarter that I was charging for that glass of lemonade. They gave me a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. And I thought, wow, this is easy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, looking back on it, I, I, the people honking and waving, you know, I, I do the same thing for, for kids that I see, you know, selling little bracelets or doing these mm-hmm. little things, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. I can just see that fire inside of them for for entrepreneurship. And so anyway, a silly story to, to you know, to, to share, but I, I fast forward to, to college. I remember being in college and um, didn't know what I wanted to do other than I knew it needed to be in business somehow, some way, and took a, a college course called Business Principles, and they had us uh, create a business plan. And I thought, okay, if I could do anything, and I promise you I'm going to get to franchising, and this is going to tie into the rest of my story. But It's all you know, part of the this... foundation, though. It's all part of the foundation. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you letting me share this. Um, so I'm taking this class, and, and I want to do a really great job on this business plan. And I'm like, okay, if I could own any type of business, what would it be? Well, as a kid growing up, I was a gymnast. I loved it. I wasn't a very good gymnast. still loved it. had passion for it. And I thought, you know what, how cool would it be to own a gymnastics facility? That's what I'm going to write this business plan about, right? But I'm writing this business plan, Linda, and I'm looking at it going, there's no way I could do this. You know, yeah. this, is, this is a lot of work. This is a lot of money. You know, it, it kind of scared me a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I kind of stepped back a little bit from that, that passion and that spark that I once had when the reality of it was sitting in front of me. So from there, um, you know, I did what all young adults do is get a job because I needed to pay my bills and survive somehow, right? Mm -hmm. So I worked a couple of different jobs. I worked for a big box retailer for several years and got up into the management ranks and really enjoyed uh, what I was doing there. And then one day I was, uh, I decided to take a break from college um, for a semester. I was living on my my own. My mom had passed away a couple years before that. And I, I only had me at the time. So I wanted to take a break, and um, I thought, you know what, I'll get a part-time job on top of my full-time job and, um, you know, save some money, pay off some things, what have you. So I see an advertisement for um, a gymnastics instructor position. I thought, oh, that's perfect. You know, it'll work around my schedule, something I like to do. Let me see what this is all about. So long story short, I got hired by this company that was a franchise. And owned by a woman. And uh, after about three months of doing that, watching not just what we did with the children, right? That was a, that was a big passion of mine too. But seeing how the franchise operated and, and, and how that worked, I thought, mm. this is where I want to be. I ended up taking a pay cut, quitting my other full-time job, and working in this business for 15 years in this wow. franchise. Yeah. And I became um, a director. I became a general manager. I was managing multiple locations. I really got to dive into the operations and kind of the back end of the business. And that was really my first real exposure to what a franchise is. Because think about it. What do people think of when they hear franchise? Oh, burgers and fries. (laughs) Burgers and fries. Chick-fil-A. My clients clients say the same thing all the time Mm -hmm. when I say the word franchise. My friends say it, and I have to educate people. Um, (laughs) But I really got to see all the inner workings, and I thought, you know what? I could do this. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I could really do this. And I, like I said, worked, worked hard, saved some money. Um, about 15 years into that career, I had an opportunity. The owner was selling some of her locations off. Mm. And she approached me and she knew, she knew like this was something I wanted to do. And she said, Hey, you know, do you want to do this? Well, of course I said, absolutely. I was terrified right? <laughs> at the same time, mm-hmm. um, you know, something new, something different, like a big responsibility. Um, but I got this opportunity to buy this business. And so in December of 2018, we signed on the dotted line on December 31st. And in that moment, I thought back to that first college class I took at 18 years mm. old when wow. I wrote a business plan about owning a gymnastics facility. Tell me dreams don't come true. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> and writing it down makes it even more powerful, even though you set exactly. it aside thinking, I can't do this. And I tell you yeah. what, Angela, so many times people don't know they have the option of plugging in to a franchise that's actually in the industry that they're interested in going into because there's so many industries now that are embracing that franchise business model, aren't there? Right, right. And a lot of people, you know, will either use the services or products or maybe just pass by on on the road or hear about something. They don't realize that those businesses are a franchise. Right. They have no idea. Right. So I think that's where people um, miss out sometimes on, uh, you know, maybe pursuing franchise ownership because they don't quite realize like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. part of a franchise, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of how I I got in, you know, into franchising. I I, I loved every minute of it and impacted my life in such a positive way. Um, But yeah, it was quite a journey, like I said. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you talking about it impacting your life, it certainly did fulfill a dream that you had when you were back in college. Talk to me a little bit more about how the franchise business model is really a great model for women. Absolutely. So, you know, as a mom myself, when I when I when I purchased my franchise, I was a single mom. I had a six year old daughter. Right. And, uh, you know, I really, really needed to be home with her when I needed to be home with her. I didn't want to miss an event. I didn't want to miss, you know, uh, sports activities. I didn't want to, you know, have to, when she was sick, right, not be able to stay home with her. And with business ownership, specifically in franchising, and I'll get into why franchising specifically is such a great idea, I was able to do those things. You know, I didn't have to ask a boss for permission. I didn't have to, you know, lose sleep and, and feel that mom guilt that we experienced mm. when we, we missed the ballet recital because we had a yeah. got called into work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of that, it also allowed me to homeschool my daughter, which was something that was very important to me as well. So all of these things that I would not have experienced, more than likely, right, if I were working right. for someone else, I got to do those as a business owner. And the beauty of franchising is, you know, people always think, okay, well, what, what kind of skills do you need to start a business? They always think, well, you need experience in that industry or you need, you know, uh, some kind of education in that field or you need excellent business acumen. And that's not the case. Those things Mm. will certainly enhance your experience as a franchise owner. But the beauty of franchising 
is that they give you the playbook, right? Mm. You, they give you the systems and they give you the support that you need to get into business for yourself, but not by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so, you know, that's, I love working with women who, um, for instance, I've got a, a client right now who is, she has a special needs daughter and she's really having a hard time finding a suitable school for her that can accommodate mm. her in the way that she needs to. But Angela, I would love nothing more than to be able to stay home with her and, you know, help her and support her through her education. But I can't do that tied to this corporate job, right? Right. So we sat down and we talked about her goals, you know, what that would look like for her. And then we take all of that and we start identifying franchise opportunities that will provide those things for her so that she can still make an income and still have that sense of, you know, as moms, we love being moms, we love doing things for our kids, but we kind of like to have our own things sometimes too, right? Mm -hmm, right. And so she's still got to maintain that, but she gets to be home with her daughter Mm. and do the, you know, and help her um, and and educate her. And uh, that is what it's all about to me. Absolutely. You know, and and a lot of times I have told people, Angela, that it's not about the widget as much as it is about um, the lifestyle that franchising offers. So some people may have this thing in their head that says, well, a franchise is the burgers and fries, and I don't want to do burgers and fries. Well, it's more than the widget. And the industries that are embracing this franchise business model are certainly expanding to some that I I see them coming across my desk every day and think, oh, I never thought about them being a franchise. But it opens the door, (laughs) opens the opportunity for people coming out of corporate where they really can use some of those skills that they used while in corporate. Right. 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 Absolutely. And, and uh, that's, that's, I mean, there's something like 4,000 different franchise brands across the U S right. I mean, that's a lot of opportunity. Uh, There's plenty of options for people. And it's really, like you said about, you know, thinking about things like, What's my skill set? What do I want my life to look like? That's one of the yeah. questions I ask people, right? Put yeah. yourself in business ownership shoes, franchise ownership shoes for a second. What does your life look like? And then let's look for something that aligns with that, right? Mm-hmm. 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 So let's talk a little bit now, Angela, about how you work with your clients. So, you know, you start with that conversation of what do you want your lifestyle to look like? Where do you Mm -hmm. take it from there? How do you navigate them through this sometimes very complicated journey of finding the right franchise? Yeah, and and that complicated journey you're talking about is one of the reasons why people never take the leap. Yep. Because it is complicated. Let's not sugarcoat it. Right. It's a complicated process. But the beauty of working with a franchise consultant and what I love about what I do as a consultant is navigating that with my client, being a mentor, being a guide, being a coach. And, and the way that I work with uh, my, my client specifically is, um, you know, we've got, we have a preliminary conversations, kind of feel out where they're at, what they're looking for, why are they looking at business ownership? And that can be everything from kind of what you mentioned, right? 
I want to get out of this corporate grind or I'm approaching retirement. What am I going to do next? Or, you know, I really need to pay my child's, I want to pay my child's college tuition. I need something kind of on the side, right, to, to bring in some extra income. There's all kinds of reasons people pursue business ownership. And so we kind of have our preliminary discussions. And then the next thing I do is I have my clients share with me um, their why first, you know, and, and that's not why are you looking at business ownership, but what is going to keep you motivated and driven every day to accomplish your goal, right? Like right. what is that thing? You know, for me, it was, I grew up in a very poor family, like having electricity was a toss up each month, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want my daughter to ever have to feel the struggles that I saw my parents go through. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. is what drives me. The other thing is I love to serve and I love to give back. The joke is my husband loves to make money. I like to give it away, but you got to have <laughs> some to give away, right? <laughs> you still got to pay the bills and you still got to pay the mortgage, but I want to have plenty left over to give away. So my husband's exactly. not every day. But, <laughs> so, you know, digging deep into that why, the lifestyle. And then, of course, the other things, like what are some industries that, um, you know, you're passionate about, right? I have a candidate. She's, uh, she was a teacher for a really long time, and she's like, Angela, I always wanted to be a vet tech. That was something I wanted to do, and I just never, never uh, you know, went down that path. But is there a way that I can work with animals? I was like, girl, I wow. got a lot of animal wow. franchises. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, you know, things like that, right? People get to yeah. get into businesses that they never thought they would get to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talked financial parameters. People think immediately franchise, like, oh, I got to be a multimillionaire to do that. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Now, there are some parameters around that, right? And I have open discussions with people. Let's talk about it. You know, it's kind of like when you're going to buy a home, what's your budget, right? I want to show you things that fit that budget because the last thing you want someone to be stressed out about when they're getting into business ownership is money. So right. talk to, <clears throat> excuse me, all of those different things, personal goals, professional goals, lifestyle goals, and have a really deep conversation. I like to really get to know my clients because then I take that information and I dig into my portfolio of franchise brands and I am looking for things that align as closely as possible to all of those different, you know, goals and things that we've identified. And then I present those to my, my client and we, we talk about them a little bit, give them kind of a high level overview. And then from there, the things that really pique their interest, I connect them with the franchisor and um, then they take them through the due diligence process. But that's not where my job ends. My job doesn't end ever, honestly. I love connecting with people who've started their businesses and hearing how excited they are, and they're so glad that they took that leap, right? But we guide you and mentor you and coach you. There's a lot of lingo in the franchise industry that people haven't heard. What's an FDD? Like, what's an item 19? I don't know what any of this stuff is. Mm -hmm. That's what we're there for. We're there to help mm -hmm. through the whole process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the things that you have to learn when you're looking at franchises, like you said, it's very different. It's not something if you decided to have, start a pet grooming service uh, on your own, then you wouldn't need to know anything about an FDD or an item 19. But you also would have to spend a lot of money getting your website up, 
You would have to spend Absolutely. a lot of money getting your, your brand going, finding mm-hmm. the, the products, um, mm-hmm. doing the social media. You would have to have your, mm-hmm. you would have to wear a lot more hats if you mm-hmm. started this as an independent business. So talk a little mm-hmm. bit about, you know, some of the things that you do. Uh, get when you buy into a franchise, this proven system that we're talking about? Yeah, I love that you bring that up because I get that question often from people, right? And it's just they don't know. They they don't really understand the concept of of franchising. And, uh, again, that's part of my role is to educate people, right? So I get that question a lot. Well, can't I just do this myself? I feel like it would be cheaper Mm -hmm. or it would be easier. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you could. You absolutely could, right? You could, you could do these things. But these businesses that are being franchised have typically already been in operation for quite some time. You know, mm-hmm. they've perfected their operations. They've perfected, you know, their marketing. They've perfected their recruiting system, all of these different things. So as opposed to investing your time, like you said, a commodity, we don't get it back, Instead of investing that much time, energy, money into creating something from scratch, let's get into a franchise. They're going to provide you with, you know, an operations manual so you know exactly what you're doing day in and day out. Extensive training, right? And all of these things are going to vary, right, from brand Mm -hmm. to brand for sure Um, in, in what they provide, not what they provide, but how extensive it is. It all aligns with you know, the business itself and how much franchisees need in these different areas. Um, Marketing, a lot of these uh, franchisors have call centers, so you're not having to field calls every day, right? Right. Just booking things on your calendar. Um, Just if you step back and you look at business ownership and you think about all of the things that go into play, right? Training, marketing, operations, Technology. Mm-hmm. Tell me, <laughs> technology mm-hmm. is huge, right? That's a big mm-hmm. part of it because it is very expensive to develop some of these uh, these different uh, softwares and things that these franchise, franchises already have in place. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're there. And the other cool thing is, and probably one of the more important things, I can't believe I didn't mention this at first, you have a network of other business owners to tap mm-hmm. into. Right. You have franchisees probably across the nation maybe or, or right there in your, um, you know, same city that you can say, hey, Linda, you know, I came across this issue today. Have you ever dealt with that? Oh, yeah, you know, I did it this way or, you know, maybe try this. So you've got – you're not just there on your own trying to figure it out. You've got other business owners to help you out. You've got the corporate team to help you out along the way. Um, when I look at that side by side with independent business, there's nothing wrong with starting an independent business. But to me, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Right. Right. Franchising. Right. Absolutely. Angela, I hate to say this, but I've got to take a commercial break. And I tell you what, I know that my listeners are just like me. We love stories. Do you have any stories you could share with us when we come back? Absolutely. Wonderful. I've got plenty of stories. (laughs) (laughs) 
and and that's always good because that having those stories allows you to share with someone that may be in that similar situation. So I want to hear mm-hmm. some of those stories when we come back from break. So you folks, bet. we'll be right back with more from Angela Thompson talking about women in business. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here, and I'm talking today with Angela Thompson, and we're talking about women in business, women in franchising in particular. So Angela, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have some stories. you have some you can share with us? Absolutely. I've got plenty of stories, like I said, but <laughs> one that really comes to mind uh, that I love having the, the opportunity to share uh, kind of it relates to one of the reasons why I feel one of the several reasons why I feel people um, choose not to pursue franchise ownership, and I hear this all the time from my clients. Well, it seems like such a risk. Said, mm. yeah, yeah, but so is going to a job every day, mm. right? So is uh, walking into work and potentially getting laid off because of a downsize or economic fluctuations, right? Or, you know, they hire a new boss and and maybe you two don't get along and you're just not, you're not happy, right? I mean, there's a lot of risk that we take every day, but with risk comes great reward. There's no reward without risk. And I have these conversations with my client to really empower them to think about their limiting beliefs and their fears and why those fears are there and challenging them. So, the story is about a year ago, I had a, I reached out to um, a gal. I, I came across her LinkedIn profile. She had some really fantastic um, skills and, and experience. And I said, hey, you know, told her who I was and asked if she'd ever considered franchise ownership. And she said, you know, I have, but I'm afraid. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. well, tell me about that. And of course, she shared with me all of the things I just said. You know, it seems like a risk. What if I fail? You know, what if this happens? And I said, well, but, but what if you succeed, right? 
And we Mm -hmm. talked about the risks of going to her corporate job every day. And so she said, you know what, I'm going to put some more thought into this, right? Reached out a few times, didn't hear back from her. That's okay. It happens. And about a month ago, the same gal reached out to me, said, Angela, I've been working the same corporate job for 30 years and I just got let go. Right. And I, I'm cheering up right now. It broke my heart. 30 years and was, was let go. The company was acquired and of course they were, you know, cutting some people out to bring some new, some new people in. And um, she was just devastated. She said, I wish I would have listened to you because where would I be now a year later? Where would I be now in this journey of business ownership? I wouldn't be feeling the way I feel right now. I wouldn't be scared because I'm not going to have an income. And so we got into the process and we, we dove right in and she's excited. She's pumped up. We're looking at some really fantastic options that kind of going back to what we were saying earlier that she never knew existed. She had no Mm -hmm. idea that those opportunities were out there and that it was feasible for her to do that. And she's, you know, so yeah, it's uh, the thing that keeps people from pursuing business ownership is the exact thing that also propels them into it sometimes. Mm, mm. You know, Angela, I was in uh, corporate banking for 30 plus years. And over that 30 plus years, yep, I was downsized many times. It's not personal mm. when they downsize you. I mean, I was always the one that got the the team bonus. I was always the one that got the promotions. I was always the yep. one that got, you know, employed. Yep. None of that matters when they're there's downsizing. There's no security. None. Job security, I, there's no such thing. There's just not. And people mm-hmm. get really upset with me when I say that. And I'm like, it's not personal. I'm not saying you're not mm-hmm. a hard worker, you're, but there are a million reasons why businesses either want to or have to let people go. And it happens yeah. every day, all the time. Yep. So bet yep. on yourself, you know, <laughs> take a yep. chance on yourself, fire your boss, get into business for yourself, enjoy the freedom, the flexibility, the autonomy, and all of the, the rewards that come from that, as opposed to relying on someone else every day to make sure Absolutely. that you still have a job to feed your family. Absolutely. Now, Angela, talking about that, now she lost her job 100%. Goes in one day, she's got a job, goes, you know, finds out at the end of the day, and they don't usually tell you until the end of the day um, that she doesn't have a job. But now, isn't there a way to create something parallel? I think they call it these days a side hustle so that you're prepared for something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, just a vast number of opportunities that are, you know, can be done part time, right, a few hours a week. Um, so you can maintain that, that steady income through your corporate job, or some people love mm-hmm. their jobs, right? I don't mean right. to bash corporate, like that's right. definitely not where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people love what they do, they don't want to stop doing that, but they're planning for the future, or they just want something else, you know, to light a little fire underneath them. And so we have uh, semi-absentee opportunities. And again, all this lingo is, is stuff that I help my, my clients understand as we go through the process. Mm-hmm. Fully absentee, passive, those are somewhat interchangeable. But yeah, absolutely, there are plenty of opportunities out there for people to maintain their current role, their current position, their current job, or what have you. Or maybe they already own a business, right, of mm-hmm. some sort, and they want to add to that, 
portfolio. Yes, there's mm-hmm. absolutely opportunities for that as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that is healthy is health, a little bit of fear. It's healthy. It's healthy. Oh, if sure. someone came to me and they were fearless, I would wonder what kind of drugs are they on? Because at this <laughs> moment, they should have butterflies in yes. their stomach. There should be a little bit of anxiety there, right? It's, it's, it's healthy. Right. Right. And I love that you point that out because I think that, um, and I say this as a therapist as well, I think when we feel things like anxiety or nervousness or fear, we automatically um, equate that to something negative, right? Mm. But that's Mm. not the case, right? Mm. I get butterflies before I get on a roller coaster, but man, I get off that thing. I'm like, that was awesome, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And owning a business is somewhat like a roller coaster. It can be, yeah. But yeah, no, I I definitely, you know, it's what it is, it's a perspective shift and it's tapping into that anxiety and that nervousness and using that to put drive you forward as opposed to allowing it to paralyze you. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. Yeah, absolutely normal, healthy, um, same. If I have someone that comes in and they just have no worries, no doubts, and I'm like, hmm, we might need to talk a little longer about this. We may not be challenging you enough with this business. Let's look for something else. That's so true. That is so true. Do you have any other stories in your back pocket you could share? Oh, man, I've got tons of stories. I, you know, I, I just, I think back to what it was like when I, when I achieved my goal of owning a franchise. And I remember waking up every day and I'm not kidding every day. I woke up every day and I had a smile on my face. That never happened before. Yeah, I had a smile on my face. I had a grateful heart. I was ready to conquer the day. I would wake up and I would look around my room and go, is this really my life? Right. And the the cool thing is I had a a client recently um, that reached out to me. He, he actually has a, um, he ended up purchasing a very passive uh, kind of side hustle business opportunity. And he reached out to me and he shared a very similar story, almost verbatim. He said, you know, I've been working this job for a long time and I really love what I do, but I always just wanted to own a business. I wanted to own a business of some sort and never really thought I would accomplish that for, you know, X, Y, Z reason. And when we started working together, I started to feel like, okay, this is, this is achievable. I can do this. And he said, Angela, I wake up every morning with a smile on my face, ready to conquer the day. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, almost verbatim. And that is wow. what I want. That's why I do what I do, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not just about franchising or business ownership. It's people waking up every morning, being grateful for the life that they've built and that they can continue to build for themselves and for their children. That is the part of it that drives me and makes me want to help every person become a franchise owner yeah. so they can feel that. So it was just really cool to hear him share that experience yeah. about his Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Angela, we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, if somebody mm-hmm. is listening and they're wondering, how could they work with you? How would they reach out to you? How can they find more about you? Yeah, they can uh, reach me directly on my cell phone. I've always got it right here next to me, ready to help the next person uh, at 936-297-0019. 
Um, I can also be reached certainly by email, and it's pretty simple. It's Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A, at freedomfran, F-R-A-N.com. And you can catch me on LinkedIn as well, Angela Thompson. So any of those methods would be perfect if you're local. I work with people across the nation usually, but I've met up with some clients that happen to be local, and we've had coffee and talked about their dreams and goals. So absolutely, any, any way that they want to reach out, I am here to help. Awesome. Well, we're down to those final three questions. And the first one is, if there is someone listening, and we may have talked a little bit about this in the show today, Mm -hmm. but if there's someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Sure. Uh, I'm going to go back to what I said a little while ago about identifying your why. Why do you want to do this? What What is your ultimate goal? What do you want your life to look like? And the reason why I say that, Linda, is because business ownership can be hard. It's hard Mm. work. You know, Mm. it has its ups and its downs. And knowing why, being able to look back at that and kind of keep yourself focused on your why, that is what's going to get you through, you know, those fluctuations and through those those long days or those hard nights, right? Um, Mm. So, Knowing why this is what they want to do and having those goals and write them out too. write it down. There's something about writing Mm -hmm. them down that makes such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And then I tell people to think about what kind of lifestyle you want to live because not every business is the same, right? There are certain businesses that are going to align with those lifestyle goals, right? For instance, do you want to be, do you want to be home at a certain time every afternoon to get your kids off the bus? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then we need to look at that, right? It's really about life. It's really more to me about the lifestyle and, and, and why people are pursuing this. And then you've got the other things, you know, your financial parameters, um, maybe what kind of industries you might be interested in, um, what kind of support are you looking for through this? Like what is your skill set and where do we need to fill in the gaps, Right. So those are definitely some things that I would consider and think about. And I even send this to my clients if they're still kind of thinking through some of this. I send them some things to ponder and look over and and, Mm -hmm. uh, start, you know, having conversations with their partner or their spouse as well Mm -hmm. to prepare them for the, the journey. And, you know, Angela, I think it's really important to be honest with people up front. Um, Business is, I say, business ownership is not for the faint at heart. <laughs> right. Right. If it's right. an independent and, business or a franchise, yep. it, it, there will be those challenging days, won't there? Absolutely. I mean, I owned a franchise through the pandemic of all time, right? Uh, um, and that was, there were some sleepless nights. There were some long days of just thinking about, okay, what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to handle this? How are we going to handle that? But you know what? At the end of it, when I look back, I grew so much Mm. during those hard times. I became a better business owner. I became a better wife, a better mom. It just challenged me in ways that really helped me grow Mm. as a business owner and as a person. And while I would rather have not gone through that, (laughs) right, to learn those lessons, um, we can't control those things sometimes. Right. So, yeah, there's definitely uh, takes a lot of grit and determination at times, but, man, is it beautiful at the same yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you talking about that. The second question here is, 
What are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, And everyone is so different, you know, and everyone's traits are going to be different. But I'd say, uh, like I said a minute ago, just that grit, right, that Mm. that determination, um, being able to um, navigate through those tough times and enjoy the great times. Um, But this isn't something – I think sometimes people feel like – they can, and I have honest conversations about this all the time, Linda. Mm-hmm, if you think mm-hmm. that you're going to just invest in the business, put your money in there and step away, and it's just going to run itself and be successful, it's not usually the way it works. Okay? Right. There might be some opportunities for that. They're going to cost you a little bit more money um, when they're fully absentee like that. But it is hard work. And so, you know, grit and then also time management, right? We talk a lot about yep. work-life balance. I like to call it life-work balance because life should come mm-hmm. first. But, sure. You know, people talk about wanting to be a business owner because they, they aspire to have a better life-work balance. But a lot of that is on you as the business owner to manage mm-hmm. your time well, right, and set boundaries in certain places and those kind of things. So um, that's something that can be difficult for people if they don't have some good time management skills of some sort that they can tap into and develop. Um, is that that life that life work balance um, that people are looking for? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes the uh, franchisor will have um, software that can certainly help with that. So that's the difference with starting a an independent business from the ground up and plugging into a franchisor because many times they have calendar systems, they have CRMs. Do you know Absolutely. how many how many CRM platforms I went through on my own for I left corporate in 2004 and I started in franchising in 2016. I had no idea what I was looking for. I had no idea and I would pay the money the monthly and a year later I'm going this is no longer working for me so mm-hmm. um, I think you know a trait is where they can plug in and really leverage the all of the all of the um, the tools that that franchise makes available to them right absolutely yeah you don't want to go in there and reinvent the wheel that's not why you invested uh, right. in a franchise you invested in a right. franchise to follow their system so that mm-hmm. you don't have to kill yourself trying to create mm-hmm. systems. So that yeah. is a good point that you bring up is, you know, people have to be willing to uh, come in and, and follow the system, right, and tap mm-hmm. into those and lean into all of those different things that the franchisor offers. And that's a yeah. struggle for some people, right? You yeah. own a business, yeah. you feel like you kind of want to do your own thing. Um, and I have those conversations with people that, hey, put that to the side and really lean into what they're offering you. You know, right. those royalties yep. that you pay are to provide those systems to you. So pay them with a mm-hmm. smile every month and use those systems. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Pay those royalties with a smile and know that you best didn't money have you'll to ever go spend. through. <laughs> yeah, best that. money you'll ever spend as a business owner. For Absolutely. Sure. Well, the final <laughs> question here, Angela, is you've been in franchising for a while and you've seen it and you're a consultant now. What does the mm-hmm. future of franchising look like? Mm. Franchising is the future. I'm telling you, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, one of the things that comes to mind when I think about the future of franchising is kind of what you were talking about a second ago, 
technology advancements. Mm-hmm. I have seen in, you know, whatever, 20 years ago when I started working for the franchise that I eventually purchased, and then now having access to all of these different franchisors and understanding their systems and the support they offer and the technology. Right. The technology is incredible. I could talk yeah. about it for hours, some of the things that I mm-hmm. see that I never thought. You know, I think back to, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago when this technology didn't exist, right? Yeah. How much more difficult and time-consuming it was. I mean, it's making – technology is making business ownership so much easier for people. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that continuing, you know, to develop and, and grow and, and create opportunity for franchisees to focus on their business as opposed to working in the, you know, day-to-day. Um, so that – and like you said, women – in franchising, what did you say, 35%? Yeah. And I feel like that might even be a conservative number. Absolutely. I see this continuing to take off, especially, uh, I mean, I talk to women every week that, you know, I, I want to be home with my kids or I want to, yeah. you know, I want to homeschool or I just want to um, be a role model for my kids that they can achieve their dreams or they can, you know, they can own their own business. And so I think we're going to continue to see more and more and more women being empowered to step out of their comfort zone for a second, take that leap into franchise ownership and reap all the rewards that come with that. And that is beautiful. Oh, very, very well said, Angela. Thank you so much. One more time, um, if someone's listening and they want to know more about how they can work with you, where would they go to do that? How could they reach you? Yes, please reach me um, by phone if you're willing to do that, 936-297-0019. I'll answer text messages as well. Um, Email me at Angela at freedomfran.com. That's my website as well if they want to take a look at that first, www.freedomfran.com or send me a message on LinkedIn Angela under Angela Thompson. Wonderful. Angela, it has just been a pleasure um, hearing your story and hearing how you're helping people to Uh, accomplish their dream of owning their own business. And I certainly look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much, Linda. It's been an honor to be here with you and to get to have a conversation and share my passion that I know we both, we actually both share. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So folks, you know, I always leave you with a quote. And this one kind of dovetails with the conversation that we had today. This is a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. And you know what I thought was very interesting is when I found this, it didn't say that she was a former first lady. It didn't say that she was the wife of. It said she was an advocate. She was an advocate. And I really felt strongly about that because uh, Eleanor Roosevelt was an advocate. When she was First Lady, she was out there promoting um, equality, even back then. So the quote goes like this, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. 
You must do the thing you think you cannot do. It's exactly what Angela was saying. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. Let that one stick with you for a bit. Thanks so much, folks, for being with me today on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.